Why don't you shut up and ask for your ugly ass? Let me tell you something. You don't come into my friend's house with your faggot friends driving your motorbikes all over his floors, breaking windows, making a mess, stinking up the place, and believe me, you do stink. And here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna let go of the girls, and you're gonna apologize to all these people. And you're gonna get on your bikes and pedal your ugly asses out of here. <laughs> so now, uh, we're gentlemen, so I'm gonna give you a choice. Yeah, you can leave in peace. We can stay and die. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Gary, I don't know what's going on here. I don't know. What is going on here? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You look good, all right? Yeah? Weird science. She's into my lockers, Dino. You get the hell out of here before I throw you out. Don't fret me, Al. You're out of shape. I'll kick you off. Family jewels. Family jewels, man. Worst thing there is. Broke my heart in two. Good morning, your heart. Okay, please. Every night, man, I ain't playing with you. On the telephone? He plays something on the telephone, man. Man, it's good, yeah. Oh, Jerry! Ma, I never talked to anything. You were combing your hair. I was. With my nuts and with my hands, blooded and that, I'm perfect. Welcome to Sweet Delay Podcast. This is your host with the most, Mike Macmasunas. What is up, everybody? Welcome to 2013, the first episode of 2013. I'm flipping excited. Woohoo! Hey, you're not supposed to announce yourself here, sir. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, man? Obviously, people know you are here with me, man. Good times. What's up, Mr. Jameson? How's it going, sir? It is going excellent, Mike. I am super excited for this episode and a Big year with STL. It's going to be good times, man. Good times. I'm super excited because this year, this is the 100th episode, sir. It's right around the corner, man. It's coming. Me and you are going to tear up that review, man, on Karate Kid, sir. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. I mean, you uh, you did a good job you know, on flicks, but you only had like 15 minutes to talk that movie. So, uh, so we are going to talk the crap out of that movie. So. It's going to be a four hour episode thank you ahead of time sir for joining me on the 100th episode it's gonna be super fun man i'm super excited for it man yeah it's gonna be great man can't wait you know i've had some requests hey you're gonna do a live show you're gonna do a live show and it's like you know i did the live show for the 50th that was pretty rough and uh i i think me and you man we will we will do so much damage that people will be like man that that was like the best 100th episode ever so they won't want us back they won't want there to be 101 exactly we're gonna (laughs) go out of the bang man good times we're gonna break the internet it's true and sir it is very pleasant surprise you got to join me tonight man because you know i thought i wasn't gonna see you till like march holmes (laughs) yeah the snow let up for a little while, man. I got I got a break and I got some sleep finally. Good times. Yeah, you were what thirteen hours a day or what? Oh no, it was. Uh, I did. It was sixteen to eighteen every day in a row. It was a couple of. It was one night I had to sleep at work. It was. Uh, you know, you get twenty inches of snow in one day. It's a lot to plow off the streets. Man, so uh, how'd you handle that, man? How'd you stay awake? 
uh, lots and lots of rock stars <laughs> and uh, driving with that window open. That's the only trick you have, you know? Oh, man. Well, congratulations, sir. You're a much bigger man than me on that because I, I can't even go past, like, oh, I, I mean, I got to have at least three hours of sleep to function, man, let alone yeah. what you did. I think you said, like, once you had, like, an hour and a half and you were out the next day. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was the, over a five-day stretch. I had eight hours of sleep, I think it was. It, 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 then there was a big crash after that. Oh, good times. <laughs> oh, but good. we're here, man. It's true. When uh, we're talking weird science, man, this is this is awesome, man. I'm very, very excited for this episode, sir. So am I, man. Weird Science is uh, it's in my top two favorite movies of the 1980s. It is the best. Really awesome. Well, I didn't know that, so this is a good surprise for me, sir. I, I'm yeah, a- I mean, I'm I take I take the Star Wars movies out. And because those are just that always Empire is always number one for me. But I say this and Karate Kid are my favorite movies from the 1980s. Sick. That is awesome. And uh, you're going to be joining me for both of those. So can't go wrong there, man. That's right. Good times. And then, uh, as you guys know, uh, on the Facebook page a little while ago, uh, this is episode 85. And uh, I have the next 15 episodes planned out. And uh, good old Jameson here is a uh, welcome door to join me on any one of these suckers as long as time allows. And uh, going forward, uh, the voting is going to be on hold until after the 100th episode. If you didn't know, after this will be um, um, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and then a House Party and then a secret episode, which, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not really going to announce it just I'm yet. I'm curious what the secret is. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. And then after that, we'll start the Lethal Weapon series and then the Rocky series. Because, man, I was jamming to uh, uh, the Rocky Force song. Um, yeah. Oh, you know, there's no easy way out. And I was like. Love it. I was like, man, I got That's a great soundtrack. Yeah, I was like, man, Rocky Four, good time. I love all the Rocky movies. So I'm like, man, th- this is the year. 2013 is the Rocky year. And, uh, and Mailman is a humongous fan of Rocky. He's like, dude, I was just listening to that song on my iPod. It's perfect timing. I love Burning Heart. I mean, I love all those, man. Those are Rocky Four was one of the first soundtrack albums that I had when I was a kid. Yeah. And just burn it up. I remember the Rocky Five one, Go For It, with the little scratches. I'd have my friends come over, and I'd be pretending that I got the, the mixer, but instead it's just the record doing it. But I'd be pretending <laughs> it's me. Go for it. You know, oh. Good times, man. Oh, I love the Rocky series. And then after that, episode 99 is, in my opinion, the real remake of the Karate Kid, Never Back Down. Instead of uh, Karate, it's MMA, but it's the exact same movie as the Karate Kid except MMA style. So Yeah, it's it's the exact movie. Exact movie. And <laughs> amazing music. And, uh, and, dude, I mean, when Toby Mac does your flipping, like, big fight scene, it's like, what? I was like the slam, you know, the good old uh, sound clip for CCP. Yep, that song is in the movie. So, I mean, like, when I heard that, I was like, no way. It was like crazy. So, and then, of course, episode 100, that's going to be a two part episode. The first one is going to be me and Jameson just reviewing and tearing that movie to pieces. And then, episode 100, part two, is the full blown audio commentary track with yours truly, you know, going through second by second of that movie gonna be fun man so i'm excited dude this is an exciting uh you know whole whole run-up to episode 100 all these movies that you talked about are all great movies i love them all 
you know, I, I'm just saying I might try and dip in on one of the Rocky ones. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I'm looking. These are all exciting. Yeah, they are, dude. I mean, if, if it has to come to where I, I may not do an episode a week, I just may send out an underground hour and just wait for you to, Hey, you know, I'm ready for today. Let's do Rocky two. Let's do Rocky three. You know, <laughs> we may do that. You know, there's no time limit when we have to get to the hundredth episode. It's just going to happen in 2013. So Oh, we're just building anticipation right now. It's true because today is a special episode. You know why, sir? Tell me. Okay. Not only is this the first episode of 2013, but today you are officially tied as the person I have co-hosted a show with ever. Really? Yeah. So, like, you know, Andrew had the record. Today you are currently tied, sir. So the next episode we do... You are officially the person that is I have done the most podcasts with, and I'm including changing channels, of course. So there's gonna be a new champ in here, then. Exactly, you will be the reigning champion of <laughs> I've ever had. So you know it, it's gonna be awesome, and of course everybody loves it. So you are America's co-host, trademark. So <laughs> that's right. Good times, man. And uh, you just recently recorded Movie Mojo Monthly, right, sir? We did. I just finished editing it earlier today. Ooh, you hear that, people? He, for those of you who don't know, he's never edited before. So. Never once. This is the first one. I'm excited to see what kind of train wreck you did, sir. <laughs> Man, I was sweating. I only had to scrap it and start over twice. Good deal. Well, you did have help from our boy Jason, so that yeah, Jason was a lifesaver, man. Jason, my guy, he uh, yeah, he helped me out big time with that, so. Deal. Well, sir, before we roll into uh, your second favorite movie of uh, of the 80s, should we roll into some movie and music news? Of course. I'm not about to give up because I heard you say there's going to be brighter days. There's going to be brighter days. I won't stop. I'll keep my head up. No, I'm not here to stay. There's going to be brighter days. There's going to be brighter days. I just might be. So, uh, first bit of news. This actually came from you a couple hours ago, and uh, I thought I thought this would be kind of a fun conversation. Uh, what did your text message say to me, sir? Uh, my text message said something along the lines of, "Your boy Dwayne has five movies coming out in the next five months. That's Channing Tatum territory." Now, is he still my boy after all the heartache I've had to go through? Yes, he is. Well, you got to stand by your man, right? Stand by your man. And, and in the background, I'm not going to be playing that song either. Just for you. <laughs> um, I'm excited, sir. The, I'm not excited for Pain and Gain. That movie looks like trash. I'm, it really does. I'm not watching that. I'm like, I saw the trailer, and I'm like, oh, he, no. I'm, no. I don't care how much I love The Rock. I'm not watching that movie, dude. No. It looks really bad, but you're going to watch it eventually. I will watch it on DVD, and I'm not going to rent it the first day it comes out either. So, I thought I was going to come down, and we are going to go out and see it in the theater together. 
Yo, we're gonna go see Snitch together. Oh, okay. Alright. But before that, I have to see my favorite action hero of all time. The first movie I'm gonna see this year in the theater. The Last Stand with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> wait, my friend. I cannot wait. Then you're not gonna like what we have to say on the next episode of Movie Mojo Mantra. Oh, crap. What <laughs> do you do? Well, I guess you'll just have to tune in to find out. Oh, there's another tease. There you go. So, yeah, um, Snitch is coming out. And then we have uh, Pain and Gain, G.I. Joe, Fast 6. And uh, what are the other the other one you had listed? Um, I don't have a list in front of me now. There was five coming out all in a row. I figured you'd know this, Mike. I knew the five, but I I honestly didn't know that they were within the same like month, you know. Yeah, it was one a month starting in February. February, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, and actually in January we get the return of the Rock starting on Monday. He comes back to Raw. That's right. This is all leading up to his big WrestleMania push. He's gonna he's gonna win the title this year. Speaking of which, are we covering Raw and CCP this month, sir? Are we doing CCP with your whole schedule, or what are we doing? This is these are all great questions, Mike. <laughs> um, I don't know what we were covering. What did the vote say? The vote said raw. Really? Yeah. All right. That actually surprises me. It does I thought everybody would do Mary with children, but it was instant raw. Like uh, we had four votes on raw in like the first day. And uh, it's like, hey, January, and then we got the return of The Rock with the Royal Rumble, which we know The Rock is going to win the Royal Rumble and then lose it the next night on Raw and then go back and make some more movies. So, Oh, yeah, no doubt. Doubt about it. So I don't know. I, I guess it's tentative. We will see how it goes. Uh, that's kind of why I pulled you you know, so early because I wanted the first movie of 2013 to include you, you know, do some weird science. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to see about CCP on that one. But, uh sure time so other movie news sir I'm, I'm sure you've probably covered some of this last night so of course i'm not gonna know what you covered but yeah go for it though all right so uh i saw the trailer to uh what was the trailer i saw oh my gosh um i saw the trailer to last stand i like oh my gosh i'm so excited for this movie and i know it's gonna be just a super fun flick it's not gonna be anything more than just arnold saying how old he is and johnny knoxville is gonna be the the real funny commentary um the trailer i saw that i want to ask you about was movie 54 um crap load of people are in this movie and it looks somewhat funny what is movie 54 is that the one with um with our girl in it um emma stone uh, yes jackman uh we got uh sean william scott and johnny it's movie 43 though isn't it did i say 53 okay you said 54 that's yeah that's car 54 in my head sorry uh yeah yeah, yeah it's got uh sean william scott it's got johnny knoxville back together the duke boys are back in this movie emma stone hugh jackman yeah it's a huge cast directed by five different directors with five different storylines or something it's crazy and you know all these collaborative movies like new year's eve and and all this crap are usually pretty terrible like valentine's day but yeah. something looks appealing about this one i don't know what it is maybe it could be because hey emma stone's in it you know i don't know but uh what are you, what's your thoughts so far yeah man i kind of echo what you say is every time they get these big star-studded casts you know and and it's weird to get multiple directors that's kind of weird um you know they they it seems like they most of the times when they get these huge casts it's because 
the movie itself isn't that great. And if they just keep throwing more stars at you, you'll go and see it. So I'm always kind of leery of that, you know. But um, but on the other hand, it's probably going to work, it, you know, because I do want to check it out. It's got Gerard Butler and Emma Stone, some of my favorite actors, you know. Yeah, I hear you. I'm I, mean, I probably won't see it in theater, but I'm def- no, no, no. definitely pumped up for it. Um, I saw the trailer to Bullet to the Head. Oh my gosh, that looks, that looks good. Good, dude. And I didn't know that uh, Han from Fast and Furious movies is in there. He's his partner. When I saw yep. that, I was instantly sold. I'm like, we are going to watch this sucker. That was a good looking trailer. That's, that was a very good looking trailer. I hear you, sir. Very good looking. Um, another one I saw that I'm not excited for is Texas Chainsaw 3D. I could <sighs> care less about this. The only scene that looks somewhat appealing that I was like, okay, that ought to be pretty crazy in 3D is where the girl's stretched out, he's got the chainsaw over her arm, and you're just waiting for him to turn it on. You're like, okay, this is probably going to explode all over the screen, but uh, that that's probably going to be like the only scary part. It just looks terrible. I don't know. Dude, I'm so done with these Texas Chainsaw movies. I mean, I love the first two. And then they start branching off, and then it's like, well, is this a reboot, or is this, is this a sequel? But if it's a sequel, it can't be to this one, it's a sequel to that one. Yeah. And they're just so messed up. It's like they just have the the brand name, and it's like, well, if we just put the title on and we put Leatherface in it, we can do whatever we want with it. I, I like the original, and I actually like the Jessica Biel one. Those are the only two that I actually like. I, I don't know why, but I dug the remake to that. That was pretty good. Yeah, I'm just... I'm I'm kind of through with with all of these kind of just cheap remakes and knockoffs of these movies. All right, so another movie that me and you just talked about that I'm not excited for, and I think it's gonna be pretty terrible, is Hansel and Gretel: Witch Hunters. What do you think, sir? Yeah, man, we talked about this last night on, on Movie Mojo or the other night. Um, yeah, I'm not excited. And Jeremy Renner is one of my favorite guys. I mean, I love Jeremy Renner. Every movie he's been in, and you know, he plays Hansel and. It's an interesting concept, and it looks like it could be cool, but if I hadn't have seen Snow White and the Huntsman this year, right. I probably would be sold. But I've already been burned on this. Like, that's a cool concept. You take the fairy tale, you give it a dark look, you know, but I've, I just got burned earlier this summer with that. So I probably won't go check it on the theater. Yeah, this movie has been on the back burner for a long time, like three years. It's been sitting on the shelf, man. Wow, Did you I know, didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, this movie's been sitting on the shelf, and the only reason they released it is because of the Avengers. They, yeah, they, yeah. Once Avengers came out, they're like, okay, well, we got to pull the old school stuff, which they pulled, obviously, so it's, the Thor stuff, so now they're pulling the Jeremy Renner stuff. I say, so it's like Cabin in the Woods, huh? Yeah, that's... Oh. All right. Well, now this now we can put this out. Yeah. If you notice, there's still no rating to this movie. The movie comes out in like three weeks, and they still yeah. have a rating for it, you know? So... Uh, but something that I'm pretty shocked about, there's been some really good buzz, and I'm kind of cool. I'm, I'm very excited about it. There's been a lot of positive buzz for the Wolverine coming up, just with the images and just the, the people that are attached and the story. Pretty excited, dude. Yeah, man. I'm I'm hopeful for it. I like Hugh Jackman as, as Wolverine. Um, you know, and I think he got kind of overexposed with the x-men movies and then you know the, the origins one it's it, it felt like so much wolverine at once especially with x-men when they x-men is a cool universe and a cool team and they made it the wolverine movies you know which is natural but it kind of got to be a little much for me and i like that there's there's been this nice little break now yeah and it looks cool i like i like it set up i like the style of it 
Um, yeah, and then you know, and then he's also going to be making what I assume is probably a glorified cameo in the new uh, X Men First Class too. Right. Yeah, that's cool. That's what I heard. It's kind of cool. Somebody brought up how he's the perfect guy to be Wolverine because the dude barely ages, and if you look at him, his body is in better shape now than it was when he first was Wolverine. How crazy is that? Yeah, man, he's good. He's good. I like him. He's he's a good actor, man. Yeah, I I have no complaints. I mean, uh, I like uh, Origins more than most people, but uh, I'm I'm very excited to see the Wolverine. I think they're gonna fix a lot of mistakes that people have. And, uh, you know, another movie that could be fixing mistakes or could make mistakes is G.I. Joe. I saw the trailer. Not much different except more Chan- or Channing Tatum scenes included. It's pretty much the same one you saw at the Super Bowl. Um, they put them on the poster. Um, I'm kind of curious, dude. I don't think we're ever going to see the original version of this movie. No. No, uh, that's buried. Here's my here's my expectations. Here's my thoughts. My thoughts is Channing Tatum, uh, Channing Tatum lives in this movie, but he's pretty much in a coma until the end of the movie. Like he's gonna be in like the first 20 minutes, gets shot up, gets put in a coma, and then he li- he wakes up at the end. I think they're still gonna keep the whole Rock still the main guy. Bruce Willis is still the main guy, and just uh, they're just gonna change it around a little bit. So maybe he's in a little bit more, but I think he's gonna be in a coma, man. I guess we'll see if I'm right on this. I don't. Yeah, see. I kind of I kind of had similar thoughts. Um, I, I figured he'd be, you know, either he'd be taken hostage right away by Cobra, or you know, the government uh, puts him in prison. You know, because it's obvious that you know it's uh, they're shutting it down and kind of forcing GI Joe to kind of be like the A team now. Yeah. Where you know they're on the run and what have you, and so yeah, I I can't figure the same thing. Something's gonna happen to him, whether it be a coma, where he gets arrested, whether it's something. Where I mean, they, they I know they shot more scenes, and I know that they changed some things, and you know you hear that he died in the original cut, and now he's gonna live. But I don't think they completely remade the movie and like all new scenes with him in it. I, I mean, I'm sure there's a few, but I mean to basically reshoot the entire movie with him in the whole thing i don't think that's gonna, i don't think that's gonna happen uh, yeah, i'm pretty sure because you know on on twitter rock is always about updating like his movie statuses and he's never once talked about gi joe he's all about me you know it's like here's shots for my new movie it's all mostly about fast six he's been yeah i mean that's he's working on movies like crazy and he doesn't have time to go back and reshoot a movie he already shot right exactly that's what i'm saying i'm thinking they're not going to change much so i think it's going to be fun i I mean no way is it going to be like the biggest money buster of the year i mean that's probably going to be man of steel at least you know, uh, so I, I think this is going to be a fun year, dude. I think I'm going to have just as much fun this year uh, than I as I did last year. You know, um, I'm not sure if you heard my top ten on my friend's podcast. I haven't yet, man. I I forgot to download it. I'm sorry. It's cool, man. <laughs> if it's it doesn't cool. automatically download into my thing, I tend to forget. Yeah, um, I had uh, I had some fun picks. You know, I saw unfortunately, I you know I saw like 60, 70 movies that were new unfortunately you know a lot of movies i've seen though were all old movies for this podcast so Mm. i didn't get to see the movies i really wanted to see i don't go to the theaters much so there's a lot of movies i miss like django and chain i really wanted to see like premium rush i really wanted to see so i finally saw premium rush i finally saw lawless really enjoyed those movies super super fun Uh, especially premium rush i got a lot out of that me and you were talking about tom hardy that's the whole reason why i watched lawless because ever since rises i'm all about tom hardy 
You were telling me about Bronson because I haven't, I haven't checked that yeah, out yet. That's I, that's worth checking out, man. I was in the same spot you're in, um, right around the time Dark Knight Rises came out in the theaters. I I just rewatched Warrior for the second time, and I just I love that movie. And and it just so happened that I watched that. I watched Dark Knight Rises. I watched another movie. Then I watched Black Hawk Down, and I I forgot. I didn't even know that he was in that. You know, I'm just watching, and that was one of his first movies, so I didn't know at the time. I'm rewatching, and I'm like, holy crap, there's Tom Hardy. It's like it's like the fourth Tom Hardy movie you've watched this week. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm into him, and then you know, I watched Bronson, and that was phenomenal. It's 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 a brutal movie, yeah. but it's it's all him. It's just him acting. Um, I can't find it at my video store, so I'm gonna have to try to YouTube this sucker or something. Yeah, if not, I'll burn you one and send it to you. Sweet, breaking the law, it. breaking the law. <laughs> <laughs> good times um all right so for those of you who did listen and i'm just gonna tell you now because there's a few things i wanted to clear up yeah no i'm excited um you want me to tell you what my number one was sure man all right i'll still listen i'll still download all right stark night rises obviously okay uh, it shouldn't be a shock uh you know I, I was contemplating between that my top three were kind of back and forth but man since i got the blu-ray i've watched this movie like at least i don't know like six times and every time I catch stuff that I didn't before, you know, I said this movie has problems. Really, the only problem I have is uh, the, the whole money thing. It's still kind of gray in regards to if he gets his money back or if he doesn't. But like, uh, for example, I don't have a problem with the with the eight year gap. I never did. Um, you know, if people think that Batman gave up being if Bruce gave up being Batman because of Rachel, they're wrong. They didn't get it. He gave up being Batman because he wasn't needed anymore. Based on the lie told at the end of The Dark Knight, it worked. And Bruce didn't automatically shut in. He was, for three years, he was working on that project. So Batman was gone eight years and Bruce was, you know, that's why nobody connected Batman and Bruce. Because if you pay attention, he's been working on that thing for about three years, you know. So that's like one problem that like I never had a problem with the eight year thing. But some people are like, oh, well, Bruce and Batman left at the same time. No, Bruce was active. He just became a shut-in because of his failure on the project. Okay, so this leads me to a question, though, because one of the one of the issues I have with that movie that just that just hangs hangs me up a little bit is is spoiler alerts here at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um. All right. So so Batman takes takes the bomb out to the bay, right? Yeah. Blows it up. So why do they immediately then have a funeral for Bruce Wayne after that when? He was just—he was just a guy who was a shut-in basically for the last few years. You know, he—he he showed up at one party, and then Batman dies. And then, how, why would they think that Bruce Wayne is dead right away? Then, well, why are they reading his will and put, and then put at the same time putting up a statue to Batman? Okay, uh, people thought that Bruce died at the same time as all the other people that were taken out of their homes. Uh, the reason they had the funeral for Bruce was because the the war had ended so he could finally have his funeral and if you notice the people that were there were only the people close to him so you know Gordon uh, Gordon and and um, and Blake knew he was Batman and Alfred was there and that was pretty much it but Bruce didn't have a funeral right away because there was all that war going on so once Bane was dead the war was over then people probably got their funeral and everything. See, I just thought it was, I thought it was convenient that Batman dies and then, and it wasn't, I mean, but it was public because they, they sold off his land. They, 
you know, they turned his, his mansion into the boys' home with his with his headstone right next to it, you know, and I'm like, well, why would they assume that Bruce is dead just because Batman died? Like, there's no reason to think he's dead because the guy was a shut-in for so many years. Nobody saw him for years. Why would why wouldn't you just assume like, oh, he's gone into hiding again? He's a he's a billionaire. He went into hiding again. Yeah, that, that's the one thing that kind of tripped me up. Yeah, Modern Myth Media they spent three hours going detail by detail of the film, and that was one of the things is what? Why did people think that Bruce was dead? Is because a lot of people died that were rich from when the war happened. You know, when people were torn out of their homes. So a lot of people died. So there was no specific. There was no specific like list that says, okay, these people died. There was no body found. They just assumed he was dead, so they gave him a funeral. And and then uh, the only thing that he kept was the pearls because those were unaccounted for. Um, you know, as far like, you know, like the beginning, I was confused with the whole blood thing, but then it made sense. You know, he's using the doctor later. He's got a chance for the DNA to that guy, so people think that the doctor is really dead, so that way he can keep this guy uh, hidden, so he can use it later. You know, um, it's and then like Mary, um, you know, Raza Ghoul's uh, daughter. It's like, why didn't she just kill Batman? You know, Bruce, when she had a chance, but she was tearing him up from the inside because if you hear what she says to him at the fire, uh, she starts to talk about how it's you got to. Uh, she talks about taking people down. If you really pay attention to what she's saying about how the the, the deepest cut is the slow cut and that's what she's doing she's pulling everything from him she's pulling his house she's pulling his money she's pulling the people he loves and finally the last bit is to kill him so uh, all right so yeah does that kind of help a little bit sure sure we can have some more discussion off air yeah we can have some more discussion <laughs> on that but we got a lot of movie to talk about still. yeah we still got a lot of movie but i just want to say that that was my favorite and the only issue that, that that hasn't been cleared up for me was if bruce you know i thought he got his money back but it's very vague because they do say well the rest of the money goes to pay off the assets well then why you know but then again he's a billionaire he probably has money somewhere else that no one knows about because how else would him and selena go off you know, because they're not poor, obviously. So obviously, Bruce has his money somewhere else. So, right, right. yeah, no big deal. So, all right. So you were talking about your list. So I know you you had, uh, you told me that I changed. You had it. a change to your list. Yep, number ten. Or I I had a lot of fun with Battleship. I, that was my number ten. Um, it, it, it's kind of crappy for a lot of people, but I just had so much fun with it, and I got rid of it and put Premium Rush there because right. Premium Rush was. Uh, I love the flipping uh, premonition death scenes. I mean, I was laughing hysterically. I told my wife, I'm like, man, I've been, I haven't seen a movie like this. This is crazy fun. And there was so much swearing in that movie. I was like, is this rated R? And I'm like, whoa, it's PG-13. I mean, the stuff they say is pretty crazy, man. I'm like, it was just so much fun. Um, there were there was like two scenes that were way beyond off the wall that I was like, okay, there's no way that could happen. So that's why I, I gave it four and a half because I just had a ton of fun with it. Like Expendables 2, I knew I knew what I was expecting and I had a lot of fun. The trailer gave me everything that was promised. Same thing as Premium Rush. I got exactly what it, you know the title says. I got a rush from this movie. So I know you didn't like it as much as I did, but I, I really enjoyed it. And I replaced my top, my number 10 with this movie. Everything that's else cool, is cool, man. Everything else is solid, but I, I, I took Battleship out. And, you know, I... 
tell people right on the list that I'm more of the popcorn guy. I appreciate and respect all the dramas, the foreign films, all that stuff. But, you know, on an emotional level, Dark Knight Rises was number one because I was so emotionally invested in it. I still am. And for days, I just was like, I got to watch this movie again. I got to watch this movie again. And it's just like I kind of went off what was more emotionally appealing to me. And that's why I got number one. But fun factor wise, I put a lot of fun movies in my list. But again, I didn't get to see all the stuff that you guys did. So I'm sure like Django Unchained would have been in there and and stuff like that. I just haven't got a chance to see it yet. So Cool, cool, man. But but as far as music news, uh, we're going to skip that. I'm going to save it for the music spotlight. So it's going to be a good time. So we'll move, right. we'll move it there. So uh, I think that's it for movie music news. I know you just covered some. So do you have anything you want to add before we roll in the weird science, sir? No, not really. I think we're good. Good deal. All right. So let's re- let's move into the review of weird science. You know, it's not a bad idea. What? Making a girl. Actually making a girl. This is Wyatt and Gary. I give her Wamdigis mammary glands. Something's about to change their world. Something out of this world. She's alive! Alive! What would you little maniacs like to do first? It's all in the name of science. Weird science. If you want to be a party animal, you have to learn to live in the jungle. Not us. Not here. No way. She is turning their lives. Trust me for once, will you? What is going on? Gary, I don't know. I don't know where. Their minds. <laughs> and their house. Upside down. It's seriously affecting your sex life. <laughs> it's completely unnatural. Do you realize it's snowing in my room? Totally unbelievable. What's going on? And definitely weird. Hi, dudes. They went from zeros to heroes in one fantastic weekend. I'm so good. Universal Pictures presents a John Hughes film, Weird Science. It's purely sexual. From my heart and from my hand, why don't people understand my intention?
Alright, sir. So let me just say this before we uh, before we start reviewing this sucker. Um, John Hughes films are very close to my heart. I love them, but I think he did a few to uh, smoking and token when he made this movie, dude, because uh, he was off his rocker on this movie, sir. What do you think? Yeah, this movie's full on ridiculous. Um, John Hughes is uh, he is an amazing director. I think he's really underrated because he did mostly teen comedies, you know, the Brad Pack stuff. And he kind of gets kind of lumped in like, oh, you know, that was all right. But he really, most of his movies have a lot of heart to them and have a real real substance to them. This one, not so much. This one's just crazy. And I love it. It works so well for me. I, I think this is where he said, you know what? All those great movies I made, I just want to make something off the wall ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I think this movie, you either will love it or you will hate it. I mean, you really, you have to, to go with the concept of how crazy this is. And if you go with it, I think you will love this movie, the pieces, but if you don't like the first 20 minutes, if you don't go with it, you're like, this is crap. So yeah, it's not going to get better for you then. Right. It only gets for, if you're going with the concept, it only gets better. Right. I mean, that's this movie is just I I was laughing. I, I had this movie in my iPod and, you know, I watched it, but I had to throw it in again just to, just to kind of ha- listen in the background. And I was rolling laughing because of how crazy, funny and ridiculous this movie is, man. It's it's great, man. It's it's funny. I was I'm watching it and uh, my wife walked in and I mean, this is one of her favorite movies. She loves it, too. I She's sitting there just quoting lines word for word as she's walking around the house. I can hear her saying the dialogue five seconds before it's about to come. You know, it's like it's such a quotable movie and it's just ridiculously good and a phenomenal soundtrack. Phenomenal. Weird science. Mm. Love it. Love. I love all the Oingo Boingo songs in the 80s movies. You know, you're back to school and all these. I love it. And the, the theme song to Weird Science is great. Yeah, uh, you know what I love is the Van Halen remake of Pretty Woman. Cause, yep. Man, it's so flipping good, dude. Um, Anthony Michael Hall, this is me. If I was to put myself in any sort of person, Anthony Michael Hall is me. I mean, 
I was the the picked on dweeby kid, the complete loser. This is me, man. This guy is everything that I was at his age, man. And that's why I love him so much. He was so good. And this was his role in the 80s. I mean, all the John Hughes movies he was in, you know, he was this guy. He was the nerdy guy, you know, trying to get Molly Ringwald or what what have you. But, I mean, the thing I love, too, is that he's, he's the nerdy guy. He's, he's the guy who, you know, everybody picks on. But to himself and to his buddy Wyatt, he's the guy who knows everything. He's got all the answers. He's got all the great ideas. You know, he's he's seen it all. He's all grown up. But then when something happens to him, he panics like a little kid. It just cracks me up. It's true. Uh, so let's talk. Um, let's kind of do like a quick, uh, you know, what happened in the movie to kind of refresh those who may be listening but didn't watch the movie. And then we'll kind of go, you know, beginning to end what our what our favorite parts were, if we had any parts we didn't like, that kind of thing. So, cool. all right. So a movie came out 1985. So this is a this is a teen sci-fi comedy, if you will, written and directed by John Hughes. Which, if you don't know who John Hughes is, get out from under the rock you live don't under. Oh, man. We have Ferris Bueller's Day Off, The Breakfast Club, Some Kind of Wonderful, which that is one of his most underrated films, in my opinion. I flip and love that movie. Uh, well, dude, come on, help me here. Pretty in, pretty in pink, Ferris Bueller's The Vacation. Uh, was it? Uh, he, I mean, just ridiculous amount. And he wrote this movie in two days. Two days. And a little trivia for you. I watched the watched the little uh, interview with Kelly LeBrock. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, just you know, a couple years old. It, she was on this guy called uh, John Kerwin. There's like five people in the studio so this guy looks like he probably filmed it out of his closet but, uh <laughs> she got uh she got offered the role she turned it down and then they had one girl uh lisa uh which was her friend they fired her after three weeks and they told her we'll give you whatever money you want uh to do this because she had done a hair commercial and just said don't hate me because i'm beautiful yeah, i remember that yep and that's this is kind of you know and then she did wo- the woman in red which surprisingly i've never seen dude that's a good movie with her and gene wilder that's a good movie yeah and uh but she was uh she was horseback riding with sting and uh you know with her first husband and then she kind of got the call because that's just that's what she was doing at the time she didn't want to make this movie she was horseback riding with sting and just like okay you know I'll go ahead and do it and uh, did you know that she hasn't watched tv in like 15 years really because uh her divorce was all over tv she didn't want her kids to see it so she hasn't watched tv in 15 years and like one of the kids broke the tv in the house and she didn't care she's like whatever no big deal interesting yeah very interesting so uh we have uh the film takes place of course in good old illinois as all john hughes films do and of course they're kind of made up suburbs they're always in Sherman, though, or Sherwin. They're always the same. Yep, it's true. Uh, we have two high school nerds, which Gary Wallace is good old Anthony Michael Hall, which he plays the perfect nerd in The Breakfast Club. <laughs> Gary! Our son Gary! <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the parents, man. Oh. <laughs> and, and then we have Wyatt Donnelly, played by uh, Ian Mitchell Smith. Now, you know some of the other work that this guy has done? Um. Not much because that guy quit acting a couple years later. It's true. The Wildlife was maybe the movie. He did that before Weird Science, but you're not really going to know him too much. But he was in Journey to the Center of the Earth back in 89. But, I mean, he was 
I mean, these two had great chemistry together, no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, good times. They, uh, their high, you know, it starts off, and they're in their high school gym watching a bunch of girls practicing their gymnasium routines. And two boys, good old uh, douchebag Robert Downey Jr., good old. <laughs> pre-Iron Man. Man, I hated Robert Downey Jr. back in the day. Dude. Really? I, I loved him. I did. And then good old Nightmare in Elm Street 2, uh, Max, played by Robert Rustler. You remember this guy in Nightmare yep. in Elm Street 2? Yeah. Uh, these are kind of the, the two bullies. Uh, they depants them to kind of start off the movie, and then we get the awesome song, Weird Science. Yep. And uh, the action cuts to Wyatt's house. Kind of some funny stuff. And uh, they decide that, uh, you know, their parents, they went to Cincinnati for the weekend to, I guess, Wyatt's sister is, you know, getting married or something like that. And uh, they're watching Frankenstein. They're inspired. And then good old uh, Gary comes up with the idea. Let's make a girl. And, uh, boy, this is where you have to buy this crap. The boys create a virtual and perfect woman from a computer like older than a Commodore. I mean, this computer is the graphics are ridiculously bad. 80s. They were they are 1980s graphics. Yeah, and don't they pull extra power from like the government or from something? the nuclear power plant? <laughs> that's, but that's what I love is the whole montage, and they're basically like feeding pictures into a scanner, and like, but <laughs> it's it's just taking pictures out of magazines and this scanner recognizes who it is. Like picture of Albert Einstein. Oh, that guy's smart. His IQ is such and such. We'll apply that to this <laughs> off a magazine picture. <laughs> it's just great. Uh, I'm putting in pictures of David Lee Roth and like, what, what are you doing? Yeah. Like what was the purpose of that? But I guess it was to give the, the good old eighties hair, make them cool, man. The first thing they start with is the boobs and they make it gigantic and just said, nah, man, you got, you got to, you got to small that down, which is kind of funny. Perfect way. To, to create your woman to start off with that i guess and and from there it it goes crazy uh and then uh and then kelly lebrock appears no then now this is this is to for me the greatest reveal of a character in a movie man it is the best because they you know the lightning strikes the house and everything goes crazy and gary's smashing the computer and throws it out the window and then all of a sudden there's an explosion at the door and there's this like red foggy mist, and then it's just the slow pan up of Kelly LeBrock standing there. It's it's the best. That's that's a great reveal of of what she is. So that's your favorite, huh? I love it. It's a it's great. Good deal. So um, they originally used the Barbie doll uh, to uh, to kind of you know when they connected the two wires to make her, but essentially she comes out and she has magic power. What magic powers? I guess yeah, she's got all kinds of stuff. She's got some crazy powers. Basically, well, they put a picture of Houdini into the thing, so oh, you never know. Oh, there, there you go. That explains the magic. So I was always like, how did she get magic powers? So they they create a flesh and blood woman with magic powers, and then the movie goes off the rails. I mean, it's already <laughs> off the rails, but it gets real off the rails. But as long as you're along for the ride, you're gonna love every second of it. So basically she says, so what would you like, what would you little maniacs like to do first? And of course they talk about the shower and, uh, they, they take shower with her. Of course they got their jeans on and, uh, yeah, despite, uh, you know, man, it starts to get real good here. Um, <laughs> she, she's got some crazy superhuman abilities. She's got like memory manipulation, molecular manipulation, reality warping or some of her powers. 
And uh, the boys, you know, despite what they want, they're too intimidated to take advantage of her, basically, which is kind of the kind of the charm of the movie. You know, they have the girl of their dreams, but they never take advantage of her. It's only- yeah, they got everything they wanted, but they don't know what to do. Exactly. It's kind of like she, in turn, becomes kind of the a mother figure almost. It's just like she, in kind of a weird way. It's just like they won't do anything, but she, her whole thing is to make these guys as happy as possible. Yeah, she's like a cool older sister. Yeah, there you go. That's probably a better comparison of it. Um, I mean, starting out, she gets some fake IDs for the boys, takes them to a blues club, which the blues, I love this scene. The, the blues club is like my second favorite scene of the film. Um, we'll get into details of that in a minute, but uh, uh, around uncomfortable surroundings, you know, Anthony Michael Hall being drunk, which is always a highlight. I, I absolutely love when he is flipping drunk it's great but they come home to their older brother chet played by bill paxton and uh, he's kind of a chunky guy in in this one not not as fit as normal but man is he horrible i mean he's great as always but he's a psychopath yeah psychopath absolutely you know he's this basically brash military school student you know and physically abuses his brother which, but he's got some of the best lines in the movie. Oh, yeah. Just little one-liners. What's that thing he does where he's smoking and then he, like, pretends he's going to barf and then just, like... <laughs> and then swallows it. It's, yeah. He has the most ridiculous facial expressions in this. You know, and that big old extra toothy smile of his. <laughs> that goofy laugh of his in this. It's oh, like, what? Terrible. Uh, but Gary, you know, he's always about uh, paying his brother money just to kind of let him go. And uh, so after, you know, Gary goes to bed, uh, Wyatt and Lisa kiss. It's kind of his first kiss. And uh, man, that, that that was a pretty fun scene, actually. It's like, wow, you know, you're not, not too bad for a first kiss there, Wyatt. Good times. <laughs> you know, he begs Lisa basically to stay out of sight so that Chet doesn't see her. And, you know, because he's just he's so fearful of his brother the whole right. time. And, uh, you know, he's just tired of getting harassed and extorted for more money. But Lisa, you know, she agrees for a little bit. But then we go to the shopping mall and Gary and Wyatt, they're feeling secure because, you know, they've hung out with Lisa a little bit. But good old Ian and Max show up, dump a bunch of ices on these guys. And that's terrible. And, and for the size of the icy cup that they had, <laughs> that is a ton of icy raining down on them. It's true. They're it's, holding like a 20 ounce cup and like three gallons of icy ends up on them. Oh man. It, yeah. I hear you. And then, uh, you meet the two would be girlfriends, Deb and Hilly. And, uh, I'm telling you, man, I think it's Hilly, the brunette. She's mm-hmm. gorgeous, man. I mean the blonde, you know, my wife's blonde. I'm all about blonde, but man, she's gorgeous. I, she has, I know her from other movies. I just can't place what other movies she's from. And I know I should probably look it up, but, uh, she was my, she's my favorite of the girlfriends. So what, what's yours, Deb or Hilly? I was a Deb guy. There you go. All right. So, uh, so of course, Ian and Max, they offer their, you know, their sincere apologies for what they did. You know, the girls are like, Oh, we'll take you back. Cause they're suckers. Uh, but it's kind of cool because, uh, Lisa shows up cause she gives them a Porsche and uh, kind of throws it in Ian and Max's face, which that that's flipping priceless. And uh, so Lisa begs, uh, Lisa's going to start a party. You know, she's like, why don't you come on over? We're going to start a party because her idea is to get these guys popular. And uh, Wyatt ain't having it, man. He's all like, no, man, we, we can't have no party. But 
This is all about this will get you the popularity that you guys that you guys want. So she goes to Gary's house where we meet Gary's parents. <laughs> oh man, what do you think of Gary's parents, man? I love them, man. I love quoting. I I, I quote Gary's mom and dad all, all the time. My wife gets super annoyed with it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Our son, Gary. <laughs> Who is this Gary character? I love, though, the scene where, I mean, where the, the, the first scene that you're talking about where Lisa shows up at the house and is telling him what she's going to do. And she's going to do this and she's going to do that. And Gary's like, no, no, listen, that no. <laughs> just Don't threaten me, Al. You are out of shape. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> it's so funny. It's hilarious, man. Uh, and then she pulls out the big gun on him. Oh, and then of course it's a water gun, which back in the '80s water guns were like that, right? Oh yeah, it's good times. But uh, eventually she uh, she pulls Gary out, and they they head over back to the house, and the guys are scared. They see a crap load of people, a couple hundred people up in the house, tearing it to pieces, and of course uh, Ian, Max, Deb, and Hilly show up. Uh, but uh, Gary and Wyatt they're hanging out in the bathroom. <laughs> right. And, right. We'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. But one of my favorite lines happens. I'll just tell you now. It's when uh, uh, he says, "Yeah, he's taking a crap," and then he closes the door and slaps him in the face. Oh, cause he's because Wyatt's all smiling and Gary slaps him in the face and then opens the door. Man, I was like, people were looking at me weird at work because I couldn't stop laughing at that scene. Oh, That's good. Love it. Uh, but uh, Max and Ian, they they have this uh, idea that you know. Uh, you let us have Lisa, we'll let you have our girls, you know. But uh, the guys are like, no, nah, man, we, we love her too much. We we can't commit to that. And they're like, man, stop being jerks, man. You know, you, you got to hook us up with her, man. But uh, it's like, no, I belong to Gary and Wyatt. I have to do whatever they say. She she refuses uh, she refuses those two uh, during the party. And then things start to get real crazy. I The party scene is my favorite, dude. Mm-hmm gonna tell you that right now but uh, eventually these uh these mutant bikers show up because gary and wyatt don't want to go to the party well and, first they show up because well they try and make oh, another lisa for the for the guys right they try to impress them but of course uh they forgot to hook up a doll so therefore a missile comes out instead i love it <laughs> yeah and she's just like when are you gonna when are you gonna have people like you for you not for what you can do for them so she's like, I'm smart. I'm going to think of something. And then we get these mutant bikers, which we get Bennett from Commando. Yeah. Yep. Love it. Um, this is my favorite scene of the whole movie. It, the whole, like, uh, mute, you know, the party mm-hmm. scene is my favorite, but it's when these guys show up, when Gary and Wyatt stand up to these guys. It's, it's my absolute favorite. We'll, we'll talk about the details in a second. But it, essentially, they they do stand up to the mutants, you know, and they and they go off. And I don't know if they're really mutants. They kind of look funny. But, you know, you're supposed to go along with the fact that they're mutants. But I guess they tell the girls that they made Lisa, you know, because they don't really show you the scene, but the girls kind of know, hey, crap's been going crazy. This is what happened. So... We kind of get towards the end of the film where Chet returns, sees the state of the house. He's like, it's snowing in his room. Did you realize it's snowing in my bedroom? Oh, I love it. <laughs> uh, and uh, essentially, Lisa, what does she do? She turns him into a pile of crap, doesn't she? Pretty much, yeah. This is Oh, and we, we, we kind of glossed over some of my favorite characters in the movie, too, is 
is uh, Wyatt's grandparents who show up. Right, right. And Lisa turns them catatonic. I love when Chet opens the door and they're in the closet catatonic. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I'm going to go into the details. I, I'm yeah, yeah. Give an overall story here for those who kind of forgot. But yeah, she turns them into yeah this pile of crap, I guess. And and he uh, it wears off after like 30 minutes, but the guys. They have their girls, you know, after after that whole fight with the mutants, they, you know, they got the respect they need. But now they kind of have to tell Lisa, hey, love you, but I, we can't be with you no more. So she's cool with it. She's got she's happy for them because the, she she did for them what she always wanted to do. Uh, and the great thing is, is she goes back to their school and becomes the uh, the new gym teacher. How awesome is that? It's great. All right. Great way to end the movie. Great way to end the movie. So, all right. So, all the good stuff, man. And I got a lot of good stuff here. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to have just stuff off the top of your head. So, the beginning of the movie, I love how it starts off with the gym scene and ends with the gym scene. How mm-hmm. that. It's like the, uh, you know, shows you kind of the, uh, you know, they get the pants, you know, and kind of shows you a uh, oh, bad side to the beginning. And then you get an awesome side to the, to the end. The flip side of the gym scene is pretty cool. Uh, how do you like their introduction when you when you kind of first see them? I think it's great. I think the cold open with them in the gym before the credits and everything, I think it's cool. I, I always like that opening. Yeah, it's uh, it's it really. I mean, because at first you think, oh, these guys are cool. They're talking about, yeah, you know what I'm gonna do? Oh, we're gonna shower with them. Oh, you know, blah 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 blah. And you're like, oh, who are these guys? And then they get pantsed in front of everybody. You're like, oh, these guys are losers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's true uh, because we have uh, you know Ian and Max show up and uh, Robert Downey Jr., which I think he's credited differently, like Robert or Robert Downey. Yeah, he gets rid of the junior. Uh, you, I remember his dad having this crazy off the wall show back in the '80s. I don't even remember what it was called. Maybe that was maybe one reason why I didn't like Robert Downey Jr. back then. But then I saw him, and chances are, I'm like, oh, this guy's pretty cool. Not too bad. And then he got into his drug and alcohol problems, but. The dude's back and better than ever. How awesome is that? But I, I loved seeing him, though, because I kind of forgot he was in this movie. So when he showed up, I'm like, Iron Man and the guy from Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. So I like seeing these two. And they're kind of bullies, but they're kind of they're not too bad. They really only do two bad things to them. They the pants them and then they spill ices on them. They're not like the Cobra Kai or anything like that. Right. You know? Uh, so let's see. I like the, um, <laughs> when, uh, when Gary's shaving and there's nothing there and he's, they're talking about Chet showing up and how much I hate Chet and you just see the bathroom just mm-hmm. be trashed. What do you, what do you think about this? Cause I remember, you know, I had no facial hair and I'm trying to get facial hair. So what do you like? What do you think of the whole, uh, bathroom scene? It's funny because there is there's a lot of scenes that take place in the bathroom with these two. It's it's weird, um, but yeah, I love it. He he puts half a can of shaving cream on his on his mustache and then just kind of pulls it right off. Like, oh yeah, it looks good. It's just I don't know, it's funny. I don't know. I had my mustache when I was thirteen or something like that. So you know, I don't know how that works, but I didn't get mine till I was like nineteen, twenty. So <laughs> yeah, you know what's funny. Uh, I still have one section of my face that doesn't get facial hair. Really weird. It's like right by my uh, where my goatee. If I had a goatee, it's in that little tiny area right next to where the goatee would be, part of, on my cheek. 
I n- <laughs> I've never gotten hair there ever in my life. Kind of, you know, pulling back the current a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. Everybody who gives a care. But what I like about this scene, though, is you realize how rich Gary is or or Wyatt, how rich Wyatt is when he talks about a maid. You know, the maid doesn't come over till Monday. Obviously, yep. you know, but even now, I mean, that tells you that you're rich because you can hire a maid. But I mean, back in the 80s, you really were rich if you had a maid. And I kind of like that. It kind of sets up why he's they're in such a nice house uh, because they're rich. You know, it's kind of cool. Um, and I love the uh, I love the Canada girl uh, reference from. <laughs> yeah, that's great. My girlfriend from Canada. Yeah, I like how they tie that together. You know, because it, it, it's a running joke throughout Breakfast Club, but they call back to it in this movie, even though it has nothing to do with Breakfast Club. I kind of like that kind of wink to the audience. You know? Yeah, yeah. And there's a few of those, like where Wyatt will, you know, next thing you know, you're going to have a bra on your head, and he just kind of breaks the fourth wall and winks at us. Like, yep. yeah, I did that. You know, I like that kind of stuff. That kind of tells you, okay, you're you're in, you're in for a treat, guys, the kind of comedy that you're going to get. But I, I love the whole Canada, you know, girl reference. It's kind of cool, even though there is no you know, uh, they're not related to breakfast club. I just like the wink at the audience, kind of like the, the bras on the head where, you know, Gary will later just kind of wink at us. I I really like that whole uh, wink to the audience stuff. It's really good. John Hughes was good with that though. Kind of keeping all of his movies within a similar universe. You know, you could see all of these people kind of bumping into each other at some point in all his movies, you know, and, and they did take place in the same same place so he did that in a lot of his movies just kind of winked towards other movies which it's great it's kind of like what kevin smith does only you know he went further with it but kind of builds that universe right because like in the uh blues club we have the janitor from the breakfast club yep is uh is one of the guys which we'll get yeah, there so you're like oh at night he, he he's here All yeah right. um i like how uh he has the line uh, did you get a free toaster with that too <laughs> that computer yeah, yeah. Um, the computer concept, I mean, we know as much as I, I mean, we know that computers, you buy a computer three weeks later, it's out of date, kind of like a cell phone. You get a new cell phone, give it three weeks, your cell phone's out of date. So I guess, you know, back then it was like computers. I mean, they, when they were making this, they're probably like computers, you know, are the greatest thing ever. And there's only going to be like a couple computers, you know, or I don't really know the thinking behind it, but I, I just love the concept, how this dinky little computer was well, gonna... at the time computers were like magic. People didn't understand them. So it's like, yeah, they can do anything, you know? And that, yeah. That's why I love why it's like, Hey, it's smarter than you. Okay. <laughs> you know, Gary's bagging on it. It's like, cause yeah, at the time, you know, it's like, oh, these are cool. And it, the, the graphics when they're doing it are basically Tron graphics. You know, it just like, oh, this is this looks great. Right. Now you look back. It's like, wow. Yeah, that that's a good uh, that's a good comparison. Tron graphics, because I like when they hit the, the, the skull, um, you know, skull. Yeah. yeah, that guy. And they just kind of like get shocked and, and pull back a little bit. But that's good reference. When I was looking at it, I was like, I don't really know a good way to describe these graphics, but. That actually is a good one, Tron, you know, but but a little crappier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah not as much, not Disney money, you know, like Tron had. Right. So what do you think was their thought process with the bras on the head? <laughs> I have no idea, man. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? It kind of reminds It's funny because when I was about that age, I was an early teenager. Um, one of my good buddies, Adam and I, we'd, we'd hang out over at his parents' house. You know, I'd, 
sleep over at his house. And for some reason, we got into this thing where we would take our shorts, we'd take our our umbro shorts, whatever, and it'd get late at night. We'd be sitting there watching like Monty Python, and we would put our shorts on our heads and think we were cool and hilarious. And his parents would wake up in the morning and be like, "What? What? What are you guys doing?" Right. You know, it's just that thing. You're just like you're dumb. Well, <laughs> that's fine. I did the backward pants crisscross thing, so nice. I, I tried that for like a week. But uh, as the guy said in the the end, the outro of the album, you know, at least I don't have to unzip my butt to take a leak. So, <laughs> you know, I, I got rid of that concept pretty fast. But uh, I like the bras on the head. It's funny, especially when you get the wink into the audience later. Um, I love the dog on the ceiling during mm-hmm. the during the montage when things start to go real crazy. I mean, when you see the dog on the ceiling, you're like, what is going on here? What am I watching? You know, it's really preparing you for what's going to happen next. Just a simple little uh, scene like that. And uh, I love the thank you, you know, when they're in the shower. Oh, like, yeah. It's like, thank you. You know, you gave me a great body. And you just see Anthony and Michael Hall just like, thank you. I love, I love she's like, showering's fun, right? And there's like, yeah, 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 good fun. Yeah, they're so nervous. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And they get out, you know, they have they think they're suave with these uh, you know, suits they have on. And then they walk out the door of the room, all of a sudden they're changed. You're like, what? Wait, I don't know what's going on. You know, I love they- that's when Gary freaks out. I love it. Because he's trying to be all cool. Yeah. You know, and then they, they all of a sudden he starts freaking out like a like a, a teenager and he's not Mr. Cool anymore. Like, what ha- what and it isn't until why he goes, But you look good. He's like, Oh, I do? All oh right. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay, cool. Let's roll with it. Yeah, yeah. that's hilarious. Um, and then I like the uh, the license plate. What's my yeah. name, you know? And then it's just, okay, you're Lisa. And then the license plate changes to Lisa, you know? Uh, real hilarious, man. It's just like, oh, man, this, this movie goes off the rails real fast, man. You know what I thought was interesting? I was, I was reading something, and, and Anthony Michael Hall was in, you know, he his first big movie was – in National Lampoon's Vacation, right? With Chevy right. Chase. Right. He was rusty. And he had to turn down European Vacation in order to do this movie, so they had to find the new Rusty. Huh. And that started the tradition of getting a new Rusty and Audrey with every movie in the Vacation series. They were planning on bringing back him, you know, the, the same Rusty and Audrey for the second movie, and he turned down. It's like, all right, we're just going to do a thing where it's different Rustys and Audreys every time now. Really? Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. That is, hey, I'm not complaining, man, because I really love Anthony and Michael Hall in this performance. You know, what I really dig about Anthony and Michael Hall, you know, he obviously was the geek of the 80s. I mean, this is kind of his stereotype, but he was really good at it. But what I love is he kind of fell off the face of the earth. And then one day, I turn on TV and there's the dead zone. And I'm like, that was so good. I was like, oh, Anthony and Michael Hall. I was like, this ought to be a pretty good comedy. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, what i was like he can act i mean like actually act act i was like no way and then as every episode went i was like this show is so flipping good it was an awesome show and then the next thing you know he's in the dark night it's like what i I liked him i mean i he was one of my favorite actors growing up just as a kid because he wasn't a great actor that back then and even after he kind of grew out of the Brad Pack phase. He started making really bad movies like Hail Caesar and, and things like that. Johnny Be Good. Um, Johnny Be Good, yeah. And he just started making really bad movies. I kept going to see them in the theater. Huh. It would be me 
in the theater, like, yeah, this is going to be awesome. And like trying to convince myself, no, I like that. That was good, you know, and just horrible until he finally just stopped pretty much. And he, he did. He disappeared for quite a while. And it was like, whatever happened to Anthony Michael Hall? That guy ruled the 80s. He was in all the great 80s movies, you know. And and it's it's good to see him, you know, back and kind of getting back into it again. That's awesome. Yeah, I did a lot of that, too. Like convincing myself, yeah, I like this movie. Yeah, I like yeah. this. Yeah. House Party, too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, man, it's uh, I hear you. Did Jason go with you to any of those uh, Anthony Michael Hall movies? Oh, no, no. This was well before I met Jason. This was when I was still getting dropped off at movies by my mom. Oh, okay. Good deal. <laughs> uh, all right. The Blues Club. I love this scene. This is my this second is, favorite scene of the movie. Yeah, this is the best. This is my favorite scene. This is your favorite scene in the movie? Yeah, yeah. This is my favorite scene. This is the scene I quote all oh, the time. Awesome. I, I tell you, I love Anthony Michael Hall when he was high in the Breakfast Club, but when he is mm-hmm. drunk, he was even better in this one, man. I mean, he was so funny, and I love the guys in here. How, you know, first they give him, you know, the look, but I love the guy next to him. He's the guy from the black guy in American Ninja. I was yep. like, I love that guy. And I just, I love these guys, man. Just, uh, you have the the janitor who's just like, hey, baby, you know, uh, why why are you into Malinka? You know, or, no, Malakas. Mal- Malakas. She's and- into Malakas, Dino. <laughs> I love that, man. You could say that again. Yeah. And then uh, and then they kind of be his friends, you know. It, you know they're his friends because they show up later in the party. Oh, and yeah. He's like, would you like that straight up? He's like, hey, would you like me to shove that straight up? You know. Oh. <laughs> I love – see, I love when they first get to that blues club. And, and, you know, and he's like, oh, I don't think we belong here. This is not our scene. You know, she's like, look, we're, we're going to hang out here. And he goes up to the bar and the bartender just pours him a shot. He's like, what is this? Drink it. <laughs> he's like, okay, sure, yeah. It's it's hilarious, man. It's so funny. I love that guy's voice. That really big guy. He's yeah. got that really awesome voice. You know, he's in various movies and stuff, but I he's got just short lines though. But like when he's like, yeah, I Gary, Gary's telling that story about his that girl. You know, he's like, yeah, I, yeah, I called her. He's like on the phone. <laughs> Man, what's this guy talking about on the phone? <laughs> what, what other thing could there be? Yeah, I I love I love that scene. It's definitely my second favorite scene. If there wasn't the party scene, this would be my favorite scene. Of it's so film. good. Even th- they leave the club and they get in the car, and it's still just as good. Yeah. You know, why it can't drive? He don't got a license, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> the keys, I drive. Are, are you okay? I got my nuts. I ain't. What does he say? Oh, I got my balls halfway up my head, but otherwise I'm perfect. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, when he's. Oh, I love that scene when he's just uh, driving crazy and he's still talking, especially when he gets home and he's still talking that way to Chet. He's yeah. like he's going in and out of his voices, so he clearly is starting to sober up, but he's choosing to talk in that voice. I love it, man. It's oh, just, yeah. If he did a whole movie like that, I wouldn't be annoyed. <laughs> I, I really wouldn't. I, I just absolutely love it when he does that voice. I don't know what it is, but give me the keys. Give me the keys. <laughs> give me the keys. I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. When uh, Gary gets to kiss Kelly, man, what, what would you think when you saw this for the first time? Were you, like, kind of jealous? Of course, man. I was all about Lisa. But then now, re-watching it, I'm looking at it going, so Kelly LeBrock was in her what late 20s probably? Yeah. Mid-20s? And the kid who played Wyatt was 
14 at the time. Ooh. Yeah, cuz I then I then I read something where she said the first take she said he shoved his tongue halfway down her throat and she had to slap him like uh-huh. hey 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 hey. It's not going to be like that. You're 14. <laughs> this is creepy. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> awesome, man. Holy cow. Yeah. Good uh, for him though. Yeah, good for him. Um I, I you know, I have to admit, my first Kelly LeBrock experience was hard to kill. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. still my favorite Steven Seagal film. Always has, always will. It's the best. It, it is the best. Uh, most people would say Under Sieges, not not for me, man. It, it's hard to kill. And uh, they got married after Hard to Kill. All right, let's talk about Chet. When you first get introduced to him, man, uh, I love Bill Paxton. He's always a good time, no matter what role I see him in. Uh, I I always enjoy it when he's a good guy. But uh, I really dig his performance because he's so good at being such a jerk. Oh, he's such a prick in this movie. Horrible. Man. <laughs> Just, I mean, he's every scene he is. I mean, at one point he goes into why, or Gary's sleeping with uh, Deb and he's hitting him in the head with a shotgun. and <laughs> He's got the shotgun right to her face. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's her nose, Chet. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, who does that? Right. Do you realize it's snowing him off? <laughs> I love just the the quotes he has. You know the classic when you know Gary comes back drunk. How would you like a greasy pork sandwich served in a dirty ashtray? If he pukes, you die. I love it. Would you cover yourself? It takes the towel off and you see it's ruined. Oh man, you're stewed, buttwad. <laughs> Uh, you can have my life savings, man. You can have my retirement. Please, Chet, don't hurt me. Oh, I, I love him, man. He's great. He's good times. Um, the, the thing that I I think why I enjoy him is the fact of he's an enjoyable jerk. You know, yeah. there's the kind that are just like you can't stand him. And then there's kind of like, you know, especially when he gets turned into a pile of crap. I love you, you know, and, and then he, he eats a fly and then he just hits himself in the head like, oh, my God, what am I doing? You know? <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> what have I become? Um, I, as, as I mentioned before, uh, when they pray, when they play the pretty woman, you know, as, uh, you know, she's going up the escalator. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was Van Halen, man. I was like, man, I got to get this song because I don't have the soundtrack. I just have, you know, the, 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 you know, the weird science song. And, of mm-hmm. course, I love Oingo Boingo. They're amazing. Good old Danny Elfman, the king, you know, amazing. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know this was Van Halen, man. Good good times, man. This is on the soundtrack, right, this song? I believe it is, yeah. Okay. Do you have the soundtrack? Oh, I, do, I don't have it anymore. I okay. used to have it. All right. Yeah, we were talking about the Rocky. Yeah, first. it is on the soundtrack. Okay. Sweet. I got to get my hands on this sucker. All right. So uh, Gary's parents. Oh, I, <laughs> I love this scene, man. Um, is she – Kelly LeBrock said her favorite – her favorite scene or her favorite line is the tossing off scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she said that that is her absolute favorite and that she repeats that all the time. Oh, that, that it's so funny. Cause Gary gets so outraged. I never, <laughs> his face is so <laughs> priceless. Oh man. That's funny. But I, I love his face and I love the dad just going off. The mom, the mom is great. Uh, just about going off and what's funny is is during this scene everybody is screaming and yelling but you know what each and every single person is saying and that's really hard you know most of the time when you have scenes like this it's really hard you can catch maybe one or two of them but when all four of them are going off 
it's great. I can actually catch what every single one of them saying. That's that's pretty rough to do, man. Yeah, it's it's funny. I love I love his mom when when his dad says call the cops, call nine one one, and she's I, she's so flabbergasted. Like I don't, but I just here take the phone. <laughs> it's like God. Yeah, too funny. Pulls out the gun. Uh, I I just love, especially with her accent. She was actually born in New York. Uh, but when she was five, that's when she moved. So that's how she got the accent. Mm. So you can actually, if, if you ask her to, she can talk in like a New York accent or something like that. But my favorite, her her voice is so beautiful when she's like, don't threaten me, Al. You mm-hmm. are out of shape. I'll kick your ass. It's just, I, I mean, that's obviously that sounds Chinese. I can't do an English <laughs> accent, but it's just, I, I just rewound that part over and over because I just love the way she says it, her delivery and the way her voice sounds so priceless. It's, it's like really the only time she gets angry in the movie. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I love too. then, man. My, one of my favorite things about this movie running themes of the movie is then she does basically like the memory wipe on his parents. And then throughout, throughout the movie, they just kind of randomly show up again, like, just like, and his mom re- remembers Gary, but his dad doesn't. It is so funny. Who is this Gary character? Our son, Gary. Like, I I don't know what you're talking about, and I wish you'd shut the hell up. Yeah, the, be- <laughs> the best is the grandparents, though, because they have that, you know, not no no boy loves... No, every teen. There's nothing a teenager loves more than his grandparents. Thank you. Yeah, I love. I love their accent. It's great. Uh, but that's the look on their face when when you open that. It's just like, are they dead? No, you know they're they're aging well. Or what does she say? No, they're, they've never been happier. They've stopped aging. Yeah. Oh, I love them, man. Have you ever? Never. Uh, never. Oh. I love, see, I always, I always love, like, I won't stand for this baloney. He won't, you know, he won't stand for baloney. <laughs> like, uh, That's horrible. Um, right before that, though, uh, when, when they leave the house, I love it when she shoves the gun in Gary's face and says, if you don't cheer up, I'll blow your face off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is, but that's just so hilarious. Just Again, the way she says it, it's like. Her voice is just so, you know, I, I like English accent people, but there's something about Kelly LeBrock's accent that's just like, man, that's... Coming out of her face, it doesn't hurt either. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I love it when uh, when good old Iron Man and, uh, and Nightmare 2 go up to the bar. It goes straight up. <laughs> Would you just give me the bottle? <laughs> I'll give you the bottle. How about I shove it straight up your ass? He goes, <laughs> he goes, no, nah, it's all right. He goes, that's what I thought you say, jive turkey. <laughs> I love it. I love that guy, man. He's just so good. I mean, he has some of the best lines. I mean, he, he's only has two scenes, really, just the, yeah. the blue scene in this one. But he's, oh, but the blue scene. I mean, like when he's talking, when Gary's telling the story about that girl, like she broke my heart. Sound like she broke more than your heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. Good times. Oh, let's see. Oh, okay. So I, I love, okay, now let's talk about the mutant scene because that's a big part. That's a big kind of my finale. My favorite, my favorite scene of the whole film. Let's do it. All right. So the mutants come ripping through the house on their on their motorcycles, tearing through, um, you know, going upstairs, scaring everybody. And then the, then the lead guy comes in and takes over the party, right? And it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. Go ahead. Uh, and so I just I love 
I love, I mean, because, you know, Gary and Wyatt are just so scared. They're like, no, we ain't, we're not doing anything. And, and they're just trying to blend in until they call those two out. You know, whose party is this? And then they, they obviously, because Lisa created these guys, I think. Right. So they know all their secrets, you know, like right. these guys wear bras on their head. You can't shower with a beautiful woman without wearing your jeans. You know, that's it's, pretty good, man. You actually got that. Actually, pretty down. <laughs> yeah, I've been working on it. <laughs> yeah, good times. Um, yeah, you're right. Because uh, Le- you're right. Lisa created them, so that's how they would have that information. Right. I love that. You're right. It's a great scene, and the the the, the showdown when when they grab the girls and and Gary and Wyatt finally say, "All right, that's it. It nope. That this means war. Hands off the girls." Yeah, because yeah, he goes up to the girl first. He's like, "Why don't you shut up, B?" You know, and then she just like wipes a smile off her face. And oh yeah, the girl, yeah, 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 yeah. Because she's snickering the whole time. <laughs> by her, like, why don't you shut the hell up? <laughs> yeah. And then he goes up. He goes, why don't you take your stinky friends? And believe me, you do stink. Yeah, riding riding your motorbikes around <laughs> here, scaring people. <laughs> and believe me, you do stink. <laughs> That's great. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Oh, and then uh, and then he he pulls the gun, grabs the shotgun, pulls out his gun right to his face. Yeah, that's a uh, and that's a great line. You know, he's telling me, you "Get out of here." He's like, "You can stay. You can leave in peace." Or and you the guy die. pulls the shotgun, he's, or you can stay and die. Like, oh no, yeah. it's so it's cool. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's a great ending. They all kind of walk off like, "Hey, it was, you have a beautiful house. Sorry about all this." You know, if this was the ending of the film, I'd be all for it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this really is like a, a Karate Kid, you know, tournament scene. It's like this. <laughs> I, I honestly thought this was the end of the movie. I'm like, what? There's 20 minutes left? Seriously? I'm like, you should have ended on this, man. You know, I get why it didn't. But if it ended right here, I'd be like, that was awesome. You know, yep, yep. Um, so they all leave. And I love what they say. You have a beautiful house. <laughs> um, can we keep this between us? I don't want to lose my teaching job. <laughs> right, right. And, Call me. We'll do lunch sometime. And isn't that guy, isn't he like, uh, he's in The Hills Have Eyes. He's always a creepy eyes, guy. Yeah. He's, he's a totally creepy guy. That guy is crazy looking. Yeah, he's in half the horror movies that are made. Right. Yeah, because he has that, uh, he just has, you know, he's not ugly, but he just has like a distinct look, you know. Yeah, very. He's got a very distinctly shaped head. Right. And yeah, and hey, man, it works for him. It does. And uh, Bennett, I love. I was a little bit confused that Wyatt threw the gun back at him. Yeah, I was like, dude, why'd you throw your gun back at him? But well, you can hear him empty the empty the shells out of it. Oh, okay. Before he threw it back at him. All right, I missed that. Good, good stuff. You know, he throws the gun back at him, and Bennett just. You know, I'm gonna call him Bennett because I'm sorry. You know, I love <laughs> I love Commando. He's you know I know him from Commando. So there you go. So Bennett. Just screams like Bennett does, and and closes the gun, and then just walks out. Um, and then he they get the girls, man, and uh, good, and that's when the boys really start to come into their own, you know. Right. Uh, well, now they're the heroes. Yeah, it, especially it, it, this scene is kind of like okay. Gary, people know you're the hero. Why are you calling yourself out? Dude, we're the heroes. We just saved all these people. It's like you, you're kind of taking the. 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, you're taking the, the spaz out of like your, your highness of people looking at you. It's like, don't admit what people just think That's, of you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, we're, we're heroes now, man. It's awesome what we just did. It's like, I'm Batman. Look at me, you know? It's like, <laughs> shut up, dude. <laughs> Why? It's like, where'd you get the gun? Oh, it's just a water gun. Bam. Blam. Oh, I love it. And then, then you got good old Lisa. Those are my boys. You know, I love it, man. Uh, yep. Hands down. Best scene, best scene for me. Um, and then I love when good old Chet comes home and the snow in the room is so priceless, man. Yeah. Cause he's, he's, well, he sees the house is destroyed. From <laughs> yeah. And he's he got- walking upstairs with his shotgun. Like if they didn't, if they didn't touch my room, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna maim him. I'm not gonna kill him. And he opens it up and it's just snow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's so good. I, oh, it's, and then he uses the shotgun to blow open the door. I mean, how priceless was that? You know, it's like, dude, just open the door. No, I, <laughs> no, I gotta use the, I gotta blow the, I gotta, gotta blow make the, an entrance. Gotta make an entrance. He goes, do you realize it's snowing in my room? And uh, here's what I like though. Uh, you know, proved himself uh, with the mutants, but when Chet comes, he humiliates. But yet, you know. His woman is still by his side. I really dig that, you know, because she could have been like, well, I thought you were a hero, but you're kind of wussing out like before, like some superficial girls do in movies. You know, even though it's real fast, it's only in a couple of hours. It's like no no big deal. I I can go with it. You know, if if I'm gone with the movie so far, I got to go with this, you know, Uh, but I, I like that, that she sticks by her man because, you know. Gary doesn't wuss out as much as Wyatt. You know, Gary's just like, dude, get the gun out of my face, man. You know, just chill, whatever. You know, he's still kind of tough, you know. I like that. But Gary, but Wyatt, he he kind of, you know, he's going back to his old his old self. But his woman still sticks by his side. I like that, you know. Because this movie does have heart. So it does. It I does. dig that. Um, but then we kind of get the truth. I like how Gary just kind of says, you know, not really this cool you know, and, and she's just like, why are you telling me this? You know, I just want you to like me for me. And she does, you know, and gets the kiss. Um, what'd you think about the whole, I love you. You know, were you like too soon, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so, cause yeah, because, and then, you know, and then they, Gary and White meet back up at the house. You know, they come pulling in opposite sides of the driveway and White's like, I'm in love. And Gary's like, it's amazing. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, first love, man. That that's yeah, cool. man. I I know I was stupid too. Yeah, it's all good. So, let's say you know they made a sequel to this movie, which I'm glad mm-hmm. they didn't, because I right. I like self-contained movies as much as I like sequels. I do love self-contained movies. Um, do you think that the woman, you know, that these women stuck by their side after this movie, say ten years from now? No, no, they're gone. You think so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the movie I see, if you say 10 years from now, I say these girls were around for a little bit. And they were so willing to bounce from one one guy to the next in this thing. I mean, they were with Robert Downey Jr. And, and, and Nightmare and 2. Nightmare 2. <laughs> uh, and then it's like, oh, these guys are cool. I'm going to go with them. Okay. It's like, they're not hanging with them. All right. Puppy love wears off. All right. That that makes sense. I can see I can see that sequel. Not a good sequel, but I can see No, that. it's going to it's going to be a horrible sequel. Right. <laughs> all right um and then the uh the ending with the house coming back together man what, what do you think i i love this scene how it was done yeah yeah it was cool 
cool cool visuals. What I like about the the house going back together scene, something I notice is that the house gets trashed at nighttime. And they play in reverse everything that happened at night, but it's daytime. So it almost feels like they reshot the scene twice. It's like, because in normal movies, when they would reverse, like whenever they do those reverse movies, mm-hmm. it's it's the same scene originally filmed. But this time, it's daytime instead of nighttime. I don't know why I like that. It's just cool. Because yeah, it is cool. It's not, it's not cheap. It's like they spent the extra however much it took to do that. To, to do it in daytime versus nighttime. Maybe they changed the coloring in the background. I don't know how that works, whatever. But it just feels like they reshot all that stuff again, almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Uh, but I, what I like the best is how the table slides across the room just in time as the parents walk in. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty awesome. And then uh, and then we get the ending where uh, she's the – do you like the fact that she's the gym teacher at their school? Because now even though they say goodbye to Lisa, they still get to see her every day. Right, right. You know? Yeah, I think it's cool. Yeah. It's and, a good way to end the movie. That, that last shot where she looks right into frame and gives a wink. Yeah. You know, the whole class faints. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. It's pretty awesome. So uh, do you uh, – I, I don't know, man. I think we covered it pretty good, dude. Yeah, man, I think we should just briefly, really quick, talk about the uh, TV show. TV show that spun off of this. That oh, awful TV show. Terrible. Uh, I don't like it, man. I saw a few episodes back in the day. I, I went up on YouTube. I watched the trailer. I checked out a few episodes for like 10 minutes, and I was like, ugh. I, didn't. I was shocked to learn how many episodes of this there were. I remember it maybe being two seasons. I didn't know there were 88 episodes. Yep. The, the sh- That's crazy. Yeah, it debuted in 1994, ran through 1998, 88 yep. episodes. It had the same basic uh, plot of the film. Yeah, and- they didn't change really anything. Like It wasn't like, oh, new characters that this happens to. It's Gary and Wyatt and Chet and all them and... I did like I like Vanessa Angel who who played Lisa. I like her. I mean, she was in um, Kingpin, and but she's like a a watered down version of Kelly LeBrock. Right. Like the whole show just felt like watered down, really weak version. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I don't really know her too much in other stuff. I mean, like Super Babies. Okay, who cares? You know, Kingpin for you. I've I know you love that movie, but I I never actually seen that. It's surprisingly. Yeah, um, I like it. But uh, Spies Like Us, she was a Russian in that, so. Yeah, she was she was good in that too. Yeah, but uh, I the other two guys, I'm not even familiar looking. I didn't like it at all. You had another guy's Chet, so they essentially kind of kind of took the the premise of the movie and kind of made their own thing and a lot of crazy adventures happen in the tv show and it's just i didn't like it man yeah i agree man yeah i'd probably give that like maybe uh out of a five star like a one star you know yep that's what i was thinking if that so uh most people uh you know overall with this movie uh, most people, you know, dig it. It's probably more of a cult status because really it's only got like 58% Rotten Tomatoes, which I really don't kind of go off that too much. But uh, it, it's not really as high regarded as other John Hughes films. But I think John Hughes, he was kind of like, dude, I just want to have a good time. You know, I've, yeah. made, I've made a lot of great movies. You know, he made some really good comedies, but each every movie had heart. You know, The Breakfast Club was real. I love that movie, but there's barely any scenes that you laugh at. Um, I do love the joke though 
that uh, he's telling up in the rafters and you never mm-hmm. get to hear the ending of it, that's priceless. But uh, I like this. It's kind of like, I, I swear, man, I think he was doing some doobie or something and just like came up with this, like, I got a perfect idea. Let's. I'm going to do this movie. So, <laughs> you know, and uh, oh, I'm going to let you score this first before I give mine, man, because I'm actually curious what you're going to rate this sucker. All right. Um, I don't remember what I have it scored on, on Flickster, but I, I mean, okay, just, just saying my, this movie, I discovered when it came out. So it was big for me growing up and it was one of the first movies that I got on VHS. So I've watched the crap out of this movie. I mean, I don't know how many, a hundred sometimes I've seen this movie, you know? So I, I have a lot of nostalgia attached to this. So, I mean, I would say, I mean, I would say for me, uh, with nostalgia involved, I would say it's a four to four and a half for me. I mean, I recognize that it's not a like technically a great movie, you know, but right. I just love it. I love it. Okay. So nostalgia usually is an extra star. So, yeah. so you're going with four and a half is your highest score. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I was. I'm. Re- I've always been at four and a half. I'm just like I can't give it a perfect score because right, right. it's so out there, you know. But I have such a good time with this movie, and nostalgia factor is well involved. I mean, here's the thing with this movie: you really need to know what you're getting into because this is one of those movies. It's not one of those you love it or you somewhat like it, it's one of those you love it or you hate it kind of films. Yeah, I agree. You know, so I think if you know the kind of, if you're just like, oh, I love John Hughes, I love Ferris Bueller, I love Pretty in Pink, I love Breakfast Club, you watch this, you're like, there's no way (laughs) John Hughes did this. You're like, it's got to be a copycat. So you really got to know that this is kind of, you know, kind of his off-the-wall movie, but if you go with the premise, you will have a complete blast with this movie. Um, so for me, it's four and a half as well. I'm I'm with you. You know, cool. I wouldn't give it any lower, even non-nostalgia factor, less than a four, because I laugh so so much in this movie. Oh yeah. I love the characters. I don't think anybody did a bad performance. I actually don't have any issues. There's not like one scene that I don't like. The only thing that's not likable is the fact of how off the wall crazy this movie is. You know, it's just it's out there. It's like dumb and dumber. It's yeah. like how yeah. could, how could somebody be though that stupid? You know, it's like it's the same concept as dumb and dumber. And that, and I love dumb and dumber. It's probably one of my probably one of my favorite comedies of all time. So I, I love weird science. I'm glad we did it. I didn't know it was actually that high up on your on your list. So that's pretty flipping awesome. So. Yeah, it's a movie that I go back to all the time. And I mean, I'm not exaggerating when I say I've I've probably seen it a hundred times. I mean, it's just I don't know. It's just a movie that I love. It's just you know makes me laugh all that still, even though I know every word. It's cool. It it holds up for me. Good deal, man. Awesome. So. Uh, that's pretty flippin' sweet, sir. So I think I think we're good with our review. Is there anything else you want to cover before we hit emails? No, man. I think we are good. All right. So let's hear what the STL Nation has to say. All right, so uh, the first one comes in from Cheerful Charlie. 
And uh, he actually has more than a sentence. How awesome is this? So, uh, did he write into you guys or no? Not Cheerful yet. Charlie. No, he did not. He did not email into us this month. We only got a couple of emails this month because I kind of put out short notice. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, man, last month they killed it, man. But yeah, that was awesome. Good deal. All right. So uh, here's what Charlie had to say. Yep, it's 2013, and once again, Masunas has picked a great 80s movie to review. I looked at the Wikipedia page for Weird Science. I didn't realize the movie was based on a comic with the same name. I know we didn't touch on that at all during the review. Well, yeah, the movie wasn't it wasn't based on the comic. They just kind of stole the name. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they they mentioned in the in the first part of it how you know they stole the name and just changed the concept and you know that kind of thing. So yeah, uh, I learned something new. Uh, it starred one of my favorite actors, Anthony Michael Hall. It was a great uh, promotion of us nerds. Laugh out loud. Speaking of nerds, did you see the new? Uh, I've seen it all, man. That uh, TBS is doing a nerd show. You know, um, what is it? Something with the nerds where uh, Booger. And uh, and Lewis are the host of the show. Bring I think it's called Bring on the Nerds or something. It's like really? a, it's a competition show. It starts in like two weeks. Have you seen the previews for this? I have not. Yep. It's uh it stars Lewis and Booger who are dressed up like themselves as the nerds, <laughs> and it's a bunch of real life nerds that are competing to see who is the biggest nerd of them all. So it, it's called Bring on the Nerds. I think is what it's called. It's going to be on TBS. You know, right after Big Bang Theory. So check mm-hmm. it out. So. Cool. Um, Anyway, I also wanted to uh, wish everyone in STL Nation a great 2013, and you guys will hear more from me. Cheerful Charlie. So thank you, sir, for writing in. Good times. Cool. All right. So uh, this one comes from John the Music Man, and he said, Hello, STL Nation, Mike, and Jameson. So Weird Science is a great movie and off the wall. My favorite part was Chet, even when he turned into that monster uh, he was sitting when he was sitting on Lisa as well as all the bikers attacking. And when they stood up to them, uh, they were begging not to tell anyone to keep their teaching jobs. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, after the rewatch, I bet some younger people couldn't believe how many people uh, logged online with that modem. Uh, so the movie is a little dated, but it's very easily overlooked with the insane things going on. John the Music Man. Cool. So, so thank you, sir, for writing in. Yeah, he's yeah the modem. I mean, it's like I see Commodore PC every time I see that. So <laughs> good stuff. All right, so that was uh, I didn't get a whole lot of emails on this. So let me just double check. Oh, we actually have um, a Zombieland episode. I saved this one. I wanted to wait till you were on the show, sir. All it, right. This one's from Elizabeth Theater Geek Bullington. So uh, here's what she had to say about our Zombieland episode, sir. It's like, uh, hey, Masuna, sorry this is late, but I wanted to send it anyways. I really love Zombieland, and I didn't like that much when I first saw it, I guess, because my sister just uh, really annoyed the hell out of me. Now I don't mind it that much, but I just, uh, but I love Woody Harrelson playing Tallahassee, and all he wants is a Twinkie. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that Woody Harrelson uh, was getting the great roles uh, now, and he's even uh, great in the Hunger Games playing uh, Hey Mitch. Uh, which is awesome, and uh, going to be in the new movie called Seven Psychopaths, which you saw and we touched. Good movie. And uh, it looks so good, and if you haven't seen the trailer, it uh, you must look, uh, which I definitely have seen the trailer, and uh, Jesse Eisenberg playing Columbus. I just love it when uh, he's telling you the step-by-step on how to stay alive when zombies are killing you. Uh, I haven't seen him much uh, in movies, but he's good in The Social Network. 
and Emma Stone playing. Uh, I just love her. Uh, she's great in The Help and The Amazing Spider-Man and, of course, Easy A. Her character in this movie is cool, trying to keep her sister alive. Uh, and Abigail uh, playing Little Rock uh, is only two hours. F- oh, and Little Rock is only two hours from where I live. Uh, she's a very good actress. She's been in a lot of movies I've seen, like Signs uh, and My Sister's Keeper and Little Miss Sunshine, which that's right. I remember her in Signs. Uh, I give this movie five stars because it's awesome. So cool. That's what she had to say. So I wanted. I told her I wanted to wait until uh, you came on, since you know we did that. So excellent. That episode is like easily top three best STL episodes ever. <laughs> so good times. So we have uh, a final email, sir. So can you guess who this one's from? Well, I was gonna say. I mean, I I was expecting Lisa to email in. It's true, Lisa the legend. This is the movie she's been like dying for this to be reviewed. So right. she she was the first one to write in, but I told her I'd save it for last since this is her movie. I was like, hey, I'll just save yours for last. So, all right. So here's our final email of the night. Lisa the legend. Here we go. Hi y'all. Happy New Year to you all and the STL Nation. I am so excited. A lot of O's that you're covering weird science. I have to admit, I love John Hughes films, which don't we all? Uh, there is something he's been able to capture in movies that has uh, that has been almost impossible to replace uh, to replicate, which I agree with this man. You know, he his writing and directing man, he he really hits home for me. I mean, I, I think it's great that I grew up in, in his time period as a teenager because he was really his movies are really able to speak to you like, you know, when you can't get your feelings out, it's like these movies really kind of get you through the dark times. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he really got it, man. He really he understood it. Yeah. Uh, his love for his films, his act, the actors, the, the movie involvement makes these movies just classic films. Weird Science is up there with my top picks for his movies. This movie really embodies the underdogs really coming out on top, but keeping their own personalities at the same time, which that's a very good point. I agree with that 100%. Um, the clothing, the quotes, the cars, the epic scenes seem to go on forever. I got uh, a part-time job uh, when my uh, daddy uh, took a heart attack to help him pay bills. Uh, anyways, over uh, anyways, any every night when we closed, I would put on Weird Science. Uh, my best friend loves movies as much as I do, so he never complained hearing it over and over again. So that's mm. pretty cool. So um, how we get uh, how, let's see. So how we cannot love the opening scene with them in the gym. I mean, talk about creating sympathy for them by dealing with everyone's most hated school activity, gym. Uh, you get the awesome computer graphics when they use it to build the perfect girl, complete with the phone you have to place on a special hook just to have dial-up access. Oh man, I do not miss those days, dude. No. Uh, you would think with the doll they managed to have laying around would have shoes since uh, when she appeared in real life, she did not. Of course, I love they named her Lisa, uh, which obviously Lisa the legend. There you go. I, it was great hearing my name all through the movie. <laughs> I love that <laughs> in movies when you have some. I actually watched. That never uh, happens for me. Dude, I just watched something and somebody was named Jameson. I <laughs> kid you not. It, it was. Uh, think it was a tv show or something i'm gonna have to remember what it was 
And I was like, Jameson, holy crap. So I'm gonna yeah, I don't I don't hear that name very often. Yeah, I'll find it and let you know. I think it was SVU. And if that was the case, that's kind of a bad show to be uh, associated with. <laughs> right. Uh as much as I love the extras like Bill uh, Paxton, Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Robert Rustler, you can't beat Anthony Michael Hall and Ian Mitchell Smith. Kelly LeBrock was smoking hot, but I really think you look past that a lot of times for the sake of the story and the lesson she was trying to teach the guys. I was a Wyatt fan myself. I think she brings up a good point. You know, she is smoking hot, but you really do look past that and really see what she's trying to do on screen. I think Kelly has a really great balance of doing that. I think she pulled that off really great myself. I agree. Uh, I won't go into detail like I'd love because we're here. I'd be here all day, and plus that's what you guys are doing. I get my favorite scene. Uh, I'll get to my favorite scene of the entire movie. In fact, I love it so much. As mentioned, uh, I mentioned watching the movie every night at closing. I always fast forward to this scene where Lisa makes Wyatt drive uh, them home <laughs> from the candy bar. Wyatt takes a wild turn and Gary falls over in the back. Lisa asks if he's okay. And he says, well, my nuts are halfway up my ass. But other than that, I'm perfect. Love it. Oh, love it. The the voice he does in that and being drunk makes the best line of the entire movie. Uh, I love this scene with uh, with Gary's dad and Lisa. The gun was huge. Chet was some has some great lines as well. He was great at making you hate him. Also, we can't forget the house scene where the gang breaks in. It was so funny. In the end, the guys get the confidence and life they want, and uh, we wouldn't want a wonderful teacher like Lisa go to waste. So they let her go to make other gym members fall to their knees. As I said before, John Hughes was an epic movie maker. I love the music, the cheese, and the love of all the 80s. I look forward to your review and all the extra y'all will throw in. Take care and see ya in this and see and see ya in this tale nation. Totally like hater. Totally like laters. Lisa, the legend. I thought you said haters. I was like, what? Good times. So thank you, Lisa. Great email. Awesome. So that that's our email, sir. Good times. Cool. All right, sir. So uh, are you ready for the music spotlight? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So, sir, for the first episode of 2013, we're going big, man. We're going huge on this one, man. We're not doing one, sir, and we're not doing two. We're doing three Music Spotlight songs on this episode, sir. You've lost your mind. I lost my mind. And we're not doing Skillet. I know that's a tradition on STL. We always do a Skillet tune, but we're going to do something a little different, sir. Time to put you on the spot. So hope you're prepared. Get your, <laughs> get, get your notes ready. All right. So before I get to what the first song's going to be, me and you, sir, we're some Flyleaf fans. Isn't that right? That is true. And uh, we have the STL members. Some of them are huge Flyleaf fans and others just got introduced to Flyleaf. That would be Lisa the Legend and Tawana. They just got introduced to, uh, to them when I played Fire Fire on the Underground Hour. They're like, I love this song. It's great. Really? That's cool. Yeah. So, uh, so, sir, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do your favorite Flyleaf song and my, f- and my favorite Flyleaf song, and then I'm going to roll into 
my other music spotlight. So here we go, sir. I know you're always like, oh, track 12, 13. Yeah, I know. I'm horrible <laughs> with names, man. I never look at them. So here we go, man. They got a lot of good hits, sir. And uh, and we got to start the year off great. So, uh, so what do you think, sir? What do you want the fans out there that don't know Flyleaf that are just they, – they need to hear this tune – what are you picking, man? All right, man. I love. I like again a lot. Awesome. I love that one. Um, I like a rise. That's good. Um, and you got the classics like. Uh, oh man, we got. Uh, I'm so sick. Uh, yeah. All around me. Uh, I don't. We won't do Cassie because that's a little too hardcore to start off for the first song of the year. All around, all around me is a great one too. Uh, so, what do you want to do again, or all around me, man? Are, are those are those the two you're feeling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. What do you want to do, man? Do you want to do uh, a, a fast one or a slow one? Let's do all around me. All right, good times. All right, so here's what I'm gonna do for my Flyleaf song. So, Fire, Fire, I love that song. Just played it, so I'm not gonna play it again. But uh, my favorite song is Breathe, Breathe Today. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to do the raw version, the original recording version of that tune, because a lot of people haven't heard it. Have you heard the original EP recording of this tune? I don't know if I have or not. I have it. You can't get this CD anymore. And uh, it had the original version of Cassie on there. So I, I, I got a gem on this one, man. And uh, this song, this sounds pretty raw, and that's why I like it. That's the thing with Flyleaf. Even though they're very great band they have such a raw sound to them that's really hard to kind of kind of describe you know what i mean so mm-hmm. i mean you're picking a great tune but i'm gonna go with the original version of brief today because Twana didn't really like this tune too much when i played it on the headbangers edition but i think she liked this one because it's very different but it's, she better but but it's this, but it's kind of the same so so we're going to go with that. And then I'm going to start the music spotlight off with this tune. And I, I, I wonder if you've heard this, sir. And uh, I kind of regret the fact that I, I had this sitting on my iPod for about two months and I never listened to it. And I talked about it in music news. And uh, that's I, I, uh, I knew you were trouble by Taylor Swift. Have you heard this tune, man? Probably not. Okay. So you like Pat Benatar? Seems like a loaded question. Um, I'm, I know of Pat Benatar. All right, so here's the thing. You know, in my top, uh, I think it was uh, my top ten of uh, 2012 for singles was "We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together." Just the crazy, ridiculous song. Cause I, I, I love Taylor Swift. You know, I, I gave that love out there because I just love the fact she writes her own music. I have a lot of respect for her, and uh, she makes really good, uh, you know, music that my kids can listen to. I don't have to worry about, you know. Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. So this song is her new single. It's the number one song on iTunes. It's been the number one song for quite a while. I never even knew about this song. It was sitting in my iPod until I saw the music video, and it has a pet, uh, Pat Benatar kind of feel to it. And uh, it it starts off kind of kind of pop, and then just goes into like this rock chorus. And when you hear it, dude, it's like in your head, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I I think I've this tune like over and over and over again it's crazy huh i'm gonna start the music spotlight off with that and then i'm gonna go into my tune and then i'm gonna end it off with yours sir cool because uh you know we'll get three different kind of styles of the of the rocker chicks if you will so i think it's a great way 
to do the music spotlight, the first one of 2013. What do you think, sir? I like it, man. Good idea. Good idea. Hopefully you dig it, man. I, I think you'll like it, man. I'm looking, for, yeah, I'm looking forward to actually hearing them. Yeah, and uh, considering two of them you haven't heard and the other one you have. so And nope. uh, Lisa just heard All Around Me. She saw the music video, and she loves this song. So already we got a winner. So. Very good. All right, so uh, that will be it. Uh, now, for those of you who don't know, when you downloaded this episode, which automatically downloaded on iTunes, there was two Underground Hour episodes that came along with it that you didn't ha- that didn't download. So you got to go out to iTunes and go download those suckers. You probably don't know what uh, what those are, do you? No. Okay. So I did two of them. I did a regular Underground Hour, but I kind of made it more party themed. You know, it's the first Underground Hour of the year. I kind of wanted to put some like just feel good funky jams up in there. Sure. That one's that's just the regular normal five. And then I did the long requested um, STL soundtrack one. That's the one. Oh, okay. Uh, I took out of all the movies I reviewed, I took ten tunes from those movies. So for like, let's say I let's say I did like uh, uh, I don't know, Iron Eagle. I picked the song from Iron Eagle soundtrack and put it in there. So I, I had to look at all the movies I reviewed so far and Jeez. narrow it down to what were my favorite ten tunes, like Beverly Hills Cop. I mean, the heat is on. I mean, you can pull that, you can pull that. So Foley's song, so it's like, what did I pick? And I'm super excited for people to hear that. Oh, that's cool, man. I'm, yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, and then the the next theme one I'm going to do is the STL soundtrack where I take all the music spotlights that I've done and kind of do a greatest hit. Because so, not everybody's listened to every single episode, which I pray to God they haven't because some of the earlier ones are terrible. <laughs> But uh, some people have, they're like, oh, you played that song before? I never heard it. Well, maybe it was because there was a, uh, it was on a movie review that they didn't like that movie or they never right. check out. So I kind of wanted to do the top 10 greatest hits so far of STL. That's the next themed episode of the Underground Hour. So cool. So uh, hopefully people will dig that one as well. So go download those ones. But uh, this is the one you get by default because I had to start 2013 off with with my boy America's co-host here. So good time. That's right. And, uh, so I wanted to thank you, sir, for coming on. I, I know that uh, you flat out told me that you love this movie. I was like, dude, I got to get you on. And I was afraid we weren't going to hit this to like March or April. And then you're like, dude, I got an opening. Let's do it. So, I told you, man, I'll, I'll, we'll make it happen. Yeah. And uh, it's so far, CCP is tentative for January. Yep, yep. We'll see how we'll, it goes. We'll, we'll keep you updated. But it would kind of work out with Royal Rumble coming around. You know, we could kind of talk because I'm going to be watching Raw starting. Yeah. Monday, you know, get into the whole CM Punk thing. So um, do you uh, do you have uh, some, you know, you want to throw away some stuff before we end? You know, like what, what you got coming up, all that kind of fun stuff. Yeah, man. Um, I'm, a, I'm calling on the STL Nation. Um, we have our... Uh, special episode of movie mojo monthly that we're recording before the end of the month within the next couple of weeks um it's my favorite episode of the year it's it's our top and bottom of you know best and worst movies of 2012 and i want to have tons of emails people's favorite movies people's junk movies they saw this past year i want to hear from everybody um and so I'm just putting that out there that we would love to hear from anyone. You can email us at moviemojomonthly at gmail.com. And you, Mike, we were discussing you on this episode that's about to come out. And you had emailed in and you'd mentioned something about Looper. Okay. 
and um, I hope I hope you see it. Or if you haven't seen it yet, I hope you see it before um, this next episode comes out, so that you can email in because Brian and I uh, had a nice little discussion about you and what you would think of Looper and our speculation on it. Okay. And so uh, I really want to know your opinion on it, and so does Brian. So. Okay, that that's good. I was a little afraid to write in. Uh, on my, you know, favorites of the year, because I thought I'd kind of get some crap. Uh, oh, yeah, you will. Okay. Well, I guess I'll do it, because, you know, if I got to get crap from Jason, I got to get it from you guys, too, right? I mean, that's, it's all it's all in love. Yeah, that's what I live for. It's all good in the hood. Um, so, yeah, uh, I will, I'll write in on my worst movies of the year and my favorites, but I will, I got Looper uh, ready to rock and roll. Um, I got it, I got the DVD here. So I think what I'll do is, is I will uh, I'll watch it when I see your episode, and then I'll listen to your episode after I watch it. But you'll probably know my thoughts because I'll text you like, dude, I'm you know because I in my email I said, am I gonna go the Brian side or the Jameson side? Right, and that's what we said. We're we're curious. Brian Brian thinks you're going his way, and I told him, well, you know, just a little. I said I don't know if you want contrarian Misunas on your side. <laughs> I don't know if that wins you the argument if you get the contrarian on your side. Oh, you know, you're known for liking bad movies. I'm like, if if you like this, who I don't know if we can count that as a win, Brian. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we we're, we're very curious to see what you think about it, especially uh, especially if you said you like Lawless because uh, I really like Lawless a lot too, and a lot of people have been bagging on that movie. Yeah, I think I gave it a half a star higher than you. I think you gave it yeah. three, and I gave it like three and a half or four. Uh, yeah. And it was mostly off of Tom Hardy's performance. Uh, even though I, you know, I went back and listened to what you had to say, and I agreed about the grunting and, uh, you know, Commissioner Gordon, like five minutes here. Yeah. And there. Uh, my wife said afterwards, she's like, I really want to hear what Tom Hardy sounds like without, you know, a mask on his face or, or grunting. She really wanted to watch Inception. We haven't watched it yet, man. I, yeah, he's he's really good in that. He owned that movie. I haven't watched it yet. And I hear the ending really pisses you off, so I'm like kind of scared after I. No, it's it's a good movie, man. I love that movie. Or or if you want to watch a really bad movie that she might love, you could watch uh, This Means War, the one with him and Chris Pine and Reese Witherspoon. You picked that up and like, here's the movie. She's like, no. Yeah, like, it's not a good movie. Okay. Um, hey, I, I'm going to tell you the mystery movie now, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you what my two thoughts are. And I want, I want you to tell me what you think would be better. All Here, right. This is what my thoughts are. Hiding out or mannequin? Which one? <laughs> oh, man. What do you think? See? Love John Cryer and hiding out, man. I really do. But I've never done, I've never done a romantic movie, but mannequin is like a guy's chick flick. So that's that's funny. I um I got to recuse myself because I have plans uh, involving one of these movies coming up. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, are you gonna, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna tell me on the down low? I, I I can I can yeah. So I yeah. So I I'm I can't I can't answer your question. Those are both great movies though. <laughs> so you wouldn't be angry if I pick one or the you know both of them you you know either one. Yeah, no 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 not at all man yeah. All right, cool, because, uh, you know, one movie has an amazing soundtrack, the other one doesn't, but the other one is so good. Because, you yeah. know, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. You know, he's in that, you know, the the brother's in that movie, Hiding Out, and I love John Cryer, so. Oh, he is, that's right. 
That's why I was like, oh, it kind of fits because I'm just doing Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. And then after House Party would be the secret movie, I'm like hiding out would kind of work because you just saw Keith Coogan in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I was like, hmm. But this mm. is all about Mannequin because that's her favorite movie of all time. So I know I'm going to get crap from her if I don't do Mannequin, which I did promise I will do eventually. So e- either way, I'm doing both of these movies. I just don't know. If it's going in the secret movie spot, it's no longer secret, obviously. Well, if you're going, if I mean, if you're going to do both of them, I would do Hiding Out because you have a tie-in with it. Okay. And then save Mannequin for after the 100th episode? Yeah. Okay. That, that works. So sorry, Lisa, if that disappoints you, but I think you like Hiding Out as well, and I know some others do. So I think... Hey, she just got her weird science. I mean, that should, that should tie her over. This should hold her over. Good times. All right, well, uh, I man, I had a lot of fun on this one. I know the last time we uh, we got together, I was in a real funky mood, but you definitely lifted my spirits. But I've been so pumped up for this episode. I know, man. I'm getting these countdown texts from you. It's going to be awesome tomorrow <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like, oh, such a great way to start off the year. Cause I, I agree. Like I got originally I was gonna I was like I knew you were out and I was like maybe I should do Superman the movie because people think I hate Superman now because of my Man of Steel trailer <laughs> episode which dude like on iTunes I'm at like number four it's scary it's like seriously when you look nice. at like the popularity I'm like how can I seriously be that high in the list no way seriously I was like no nah, I'm I'm not looking at that because uh, Jason gives me crap he's like no you're not really that popular. <laughs> And, uh, but I was like, man, Superman, the movie, that'd be an awesome way to start off the year. And I was like, Hey, you know, maybe Jason might want to come on for that. And then you text me like, dude, I can do weird science. I was like, yes. So I'm going to have to postpone Superman and Superman two later on after the hundredth episode. Uh, maybe I can convince our buddy, come on. That'd be, yeah. cool. that'd be cool, man. You know, he's the biggest Superman fan in the world. And, and I got to redeem myself because people think I'd be hating the man of the super you know, that's not the case, man. So, but I'm excited, man. So I'm very pumped up for what's for what's coming down the line, man. The road. Yeah, I like I like your lineup coming up, man. I, those are all cool movies. I can't wait for them. Good deal. Well, hopefully you will hear Jameson on most of those. The door is wide open, sir. We will we can work things out. It's all good. I'll keep you guys posted. And uh, don't forget to write in Sweep Delay Podcast Yahoo.com or STLPodcast@gmail.com or go on Twitter. Um, you know, I, me and you and Brian, we're going to do an episode this year. I don't know when, but we're going to do something. It's going to happen. We're going to do sweep the mojo. We're going to figure out something. So does does Brian know the news? Well, he found out the other night when I was reading your email. Uh, sweet. (laughs) He gave me this kind of quizzical look like, huh? Huh? Yeah, you'll have to give him the inside scoop on that one. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much it, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Sorry that this episode is way longer than the actual movie, but that's because we had a lot to talk about on various things. You know, when we get together, we just party, party. So True enough. Times. All right, sir. Well, uh, again, thank you for joining me. And uh, I'm looking forward to you officially being the number one co-host ever. Uh, you know, cause today's the tie. So the next time we get together, you, you crack the record and I can't wait, sir. That's right, man. I'm going to throw a party. Throw a party. Yeah. We, we'll do a digital cheers. There you go. Good times. All right. Well, uh, you guys take care. Masuna's out. Once upon a time, a few mistakes ago, I was in your sights. You got me alone. You found me. You found me. I guess I liked that.